This episode of the Word Bros Podcast is brought to you by Creative Contract Consulting. CreativeContractConsulting.com You're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. The WordBros.com Welcome to another Word Bros. I'm Kevin. And I'm Bob. This week we have two very special guests on the podcast. Kevin, who are our guests this week? It is Rob Pilkington and Kit Mills. Yeah, buddy, they have a really great book. It's a short. TKO started doing shorts. You know TKO. They did They did Sarah. They did... Um, Sentient. Sentient. They, they did um, the, the, the Dr. Fang. They're yes. a really great up-and-coming publishing company, and they started doing shorts. And this is one of the shorts that's coming out. It's called Dame from the Dark from Rob and Kit. And this thing is out now. Go to tkocomics.com, I believe is the website. You can pick that up. And we're having them on the podcast to talk all about this process. Listen up. There was a weird voice that says this meeting's being recorded. It's really odd. So today we are joined by uh, Rod Pilkington and Kit Mills. They are the creative duo behind the wonderful book that I just finished reading for like the third time because I really dig it. Dame from the Dark. This is a short from TKO. Damn, son, how'd you with TKO? Well, how's, right? How does that happen? Yeah, yeah how'd, you, how'd you guys pull that one off with your fancy selves? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, mostly luck, but uh, hey, yeah, we, luck we is can, always good. We can uh, get into that. Um, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was kind of a twisty, turny uh, route from us, you know, pitching a much larger story uh, mm-hmm. and into uh, you know talking to the editor and publisher over at TKO, um, a gentleman named Z Chun and uh, Sebastian uh Gurner, i think his last name is okay um and he's the editor and uh yeah i don't know it was uh it, it was the luck and timing um which is i know not like the most exciting um answer i mean i guess the material was good i guess we can well, pat ourselves <laughs> on the back a little bit there i would feel free <laughs> to pat enough. yourselves on the back i mean that's <laughs> if the material is not good you're not getting anywhere so obviously you had a cool story yes i think yeah. so <laughs> yeah, I like, I like to think so. Um, uh, so initially, um, you know, Kit and I had been working on Dame um, as a, a mini series pitch for God a couple of years. Um, uh, not um, in uh, without like breaks and fits and starts, but um, it was quite a long process. And then by the time we got to pitching to actual publishers. And like doing the very, uh, you know, laborious uh, or laborious rather uh, hustle to get it like in front of the right people. Um, uh, we we got one yes. Uh, we entered a discussion, hey. and then we <laughs> walked away from that yes. Whoa. And- 
and thought, and uh, this is, thought, the story like, is well, twisted turns. Listen to <laughs> I, I'm telling it's already you, a roller coaster. I know, yeah. like we're not even started talking about the book yet. This is just the story of the book, and we're already all over the place. Yeah, um, and then um, yeah, it was just a fateful um, Twitter interaction uh, that led to some phone calls, okay. and uh, here we are on on Word Bros. Well, let's so. put a pin, let's put a pin in the Twitter interaction. We'll get to that point. Sure. But tell me, because Kevin has this very similar attitude, and I'd like to hear it from you. Um, and Kit, feel free to jump in at any point as this as well. So you had a yes from a publisher, but you walked away from that deal. Tell me about the thought process there, because a lot of people looking to publish their first work wouldn't. So what did you know? What kind of insight did you have? That most um, people don't. Exactly. <laughs> Um, take that kit? Yeah, I I don't remember the specifics of what exactly we objected to in their proposed contract, but um, I remember a lot of it was around the copyright and the rights um, that we would or would not retain around our comic. Um, okay. I think they wanted to buy the whole creative rights to it. Oh. So if they picked it up and it was success, uh, success they could... Um, make other work out of it without us attached to the project necessarily. Uh, and we didn't want that. So we said no. That's awesome. Because a lot of creators in your position would have taken the deal no matter what because it's published work. But yeah, you guys exactly. kind of had that insight and that wherewithal to, to kind of make that decision. Did you have any second thoughts about doing it? Were you afraid it wouldn't get picked up anywhere else? Or were you like, no, these are our, these are our kind of our our parameters for this deal if you can't meet us there then we're leaving i was definitely uh tempted to say yes to anyone who said <laughs> yes to me <laughs> i gotta i gotta say um <laughs> uh but uh logic prevailed on that one <laughs> yeah, awesome. I, yeah i would i would hate to find myself in the position where something that i helped create in a major way um was taken out of my hands and got a life of its own without me attached to it makes sense to me yeah. rob go ahead you wanted to add to that yeah no i i it was probably like maybe a month-long process that we were talking to this particular publisher and i do remember at one point we were very close to saying yeah let's do it or at least that was like the general attitude between kit and i and the further we got into the interaction with um their team i don't I don't even remember like what like switch was flipped, but um, yeah, it just came to the point where it's just like, I think we're going to feel worse saying yes to this than if we say no. Was and, that your gut instinct or did you talk to somebody first, Rob? And Kit, both of you. I, I mean, I, Kit and I talked to one another a lot. Um, I was definitely fielding opinions from um, friends. Uh, at the time, honestly, even even my circle of friends were not a lot of comic people yet at that time. So okay. I was mm -hmm. talking to like, you know, would-be screenwriters and stuff. I'm out here in LA, so. But the, you know, the, uh, the attitude is sort of the same when it comes to like creator rights and, you know, trying to respect collaborators and the, the, the creators of the, the content that actually generates revenue so um a lot of people were sort of like uh that doesn't sound super great rob yeah. um <laughs> and 
And for total transparency too, uh, Kit and I also hired a lawyer to help. Nice. That, that's what that's what I was getting at. But I but yeah. I didn't want to like push the question in that direction. Like, was it an entertainment lawyer in specific, or was it? The just comics a lawyer. Nice. Um, are you talking about yeah. our man? Are you talking about Gamal Hennessy, son? No, we're not. No, oh, um, this is, he's uh, the only one I know. Oh no, there's. <laughs> he's the only yeah, one I know personally. <laughs> I've only I've only come across two, and um, the other one is uh, Dirk. Uh, I believe his last name is Hanover. Um, that's a good name. So, I can see why yeah, you go with that guy. It's a great name. It's, yeah, it sounds like a dude out of a Douglas Adams book or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like that's the guy yeah. I want to hire. Yeah. He's he's a holistic comics. Yeah, Hanover is holistic comics agent. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it, it does sound like a show guy. A Dirk yeah. Hanover, <laughs> comics lawyer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like. Um, he was uh very you know he had um experience dealing with a, a number of publishers including this one and was very skeptical even more skeptical than us because you know we were very wide-eyed and happy to get a, a yes but he was like you guys should really really think about this um and we did okay so then you walked away from your publishing deal and then you still land this thing at tko which is a very up and coming kind of reputable publisher like this this place is hot and people want to want to get books here and you landed your your book here how did that come about um it, twitter mostly um <laughs> which is you know my favorite and least favorite thing in the world um so me too rob uh, it's <laughs> i can't get off of it and i i hate myself for it um so what happened i think you know uh zichan who is a television writer and showrunner and he is the publisher of um at tko um he's very active on twitter was doing like an ama sort of thing um uh, and i tko had been on my radar for a while like even when they first announced i think before they even released their books i was emailing them like hey That's do you guys awesome. take pitches because uh, i'm calm annoyed. down rob um, <laughs> i'm terrible I'm terrible <laughs> Kit knows this, uh, but um, <laughs> well, it's a good it, thing that you are because I'm not. So <laughs> otherwise, we wouldn't get anywhere. <laughs> oh man! So um, I asked. I asked point blank. I happened to see the the tweet pop up, and immediately was like, "Hey, is TKO like looking at pitches yet, or is this like a time when you're looking at pitches?" And he was like, "DM me," and it's like, "Whoa, okay." And like within like just a couple of messages, he was like, let's set up a call with our editor, Sebastian. Dang. And I was like, a call, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a millennial. I, it calls freak me out. I don't even, you know, never even liked ordering pizza on the phone. So I was just like, oh my God, we have to take a call. So I, I got in touch with Kit and I was like, I have the bad news, good news. We have to take a call. Um, and uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, we took a call. Uh, they had read the pitch and was were really transparent about their business model and what they wanted to do. And they were like, um, they invited us to, to pitch some shorts. And it wasn't even necessarily uh, the shorts. Um, I'm sorry. It wasn't even necessarily game from the dark shorts either. They just wanted shorts and i guess they liked us and they liked the material that's cool or at least the quality and um yeah kit and i went back to the drawing board and got some new ideas going 
So what were you nice. worried about, though, when they said, we read the pitch and we want to talk to you? They're not going to want to chastise you over the phone about how blame your pitch was. <laughs> like, when they say we want to talk, that's a good thing, Rob. That's a good thing. I'm not I'm not good in these. I mean, I, it's a miracle I'm even on a podcast because I'm not. not you want you these. asked to be on. <laughs> <laughs> we're not twisting your arm here. We just pulled a gun Rob, to your head. Rob's, not, Rob's saying that, the, that that guy that we sent over there with that gun is that's a plant we did yeah, you, you can't see the dude off camera holding mm. a pistol at rob going keep talking keep talking like <laughs> but you, but you also have to realize that this is all part of the business too right like you have to talk and stuff right? i know i know and honestly like <laughs> the good the the big takeaway from it you know my anxiety aside was that like they wanted to like talk and like they wanted to like get to know us and like talk more about the pitch and like be um upfront about like you know how their business works and how their deals work and um we're, we're very uh forthcoming during the negotiation process and that's stuff cool. so that's awesome um yeah so we took like multiple calls from them throughout the whole process which is multiple. very different than getting like <laughs> you know compared to the other publisher uh, kid if you remember just getting like no 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 in like email form essentially yeah. and just like okay um so yeah that was welcoming and um i don't know the vibes were good i think right from the jump now kit how are you on the phone i imagine you are <laughs> footloose and fancy free you seem like a very a very personable young man how are you on the phone Oh, I'm perfect on the phone. <laughs> then why don't, why no don't you like, <laughs> then From now on, Rob, let Kit take all the calls. He can do I, it. Yeah, I mean, I should. Uh, it's, <laughs> Kit, Kit's also funnier than me, which is something <laughs> that can't get out because um, if we're you know ever to work more, like what, what he should just write these. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have to switch uh, places. No, no, no. We can't <laughs> so, so Kit is funnier than you are, Rob. Now, when you say, how does that? How did you figure that out when you were writing? I'm funnier than Bob is, so it works out. It's fine. <laughs> um, I mean, just throughout the process of 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 working together, like I said, we worked and we're talking and um, you know, trying to figure out this pitch for quite a long time before you know we ever thought about doing a short or tko enter the picture so um you know over the course of that and you know um the work itself too like when you write a joke um you need like the the characters acting and body language to sort of be a certain way and the timing to work a certain way with mm -hmm. you know the layout and the panels and whatnot and Kit always nails that stuff, um, I think, um, and was, uh, you know, a huge asset to, um, you know, trying to like convey the tone of of this of this story and these the the relationship of these characters because I don't know there are, there are a lot of funny books that you you know the script is funny uh, but the art isn't really selling it or vice versa but I. Yes. I think that um, in our case, uh, Kit is doing a lot of the heavy lifting with the comedy, which is a great relief to me. 
That's awesome. <laughs> now, um, now you said Gosh. this thing. This thing. I, look, I mean, you should just bask in that kid. Like he was singing really praises. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, like the glow coming off of me right now. <laughs> like, wow, praise. <laughs> I, I mean, it's nice when someone says nice things about you, as opposed to like I'm funnier than the other guy. Like, what's that all about, Kevin? <laughs> who says things? Who says things like that? <laughs> Somebody's gonna get muted. That's who. Now, um, now, Dame from the Dark, you said was originally. A, a mini series, but you guys presented this to TKO. The way it's out on TKO now, it's just a single issue. So how did how did that kind of come about? How did that transformation happen? Um, well, uh, our original pitch was for a like six issue series or something like that, um, and but they only wanted shorts. And so we didn't want to try and condense the story that we had into something that short. Uh, I think, or I think this is what like eighteen pages or seventeen pages. Um, it would be impossible to condense all of that backstory and characterization and stuff that we had thought of uh, into one like neat little package. And so we figured we would just take it in a different direction and offer a sort of vignette of uh, kind of throw you right into the action of the characters without giving too much uh, backstory or existing relationship between them and kind of let the readers figure it out on their own. Mm -hmm. um, and that worked much better for a short format, kind of like, um, I don't know, like a web short or something like that. Because I can tell you as a reader, um, I wouldn't have gotten that this was a mini series condensed in like kind of picked apart and became, became its own story. As a reader, this almost reads like like episodic television. Yeah, that's what I yeah. thought too. And it was it was really well done. I think you put enough in here to keep me wanting more because you have, you know, your main character um, who's here who can speak to a ghost for some reason. We, we don't really get a lot of reasons why he can, but I guess that would come later. But I love the little, you know, I guess the little carrot, the, the nugget that you gave us with the whole well, you can solve my murder. And that whole, that splash page was really well done. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, I need more of this book immediately. It had a really cool vibe to it. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thinking about it as episodic television is a good way to consider this, I think. Um, yeah. I would, uh, I would love for this to be a sort of monster of the week kind of thing. Um, like sort of an X-Files with, uh, <laughs> like a deadbeat and a ghost in LA. I think that would be a great uh, vibe for a series to have. So let's let's dig into a little bit about the story. We have our two main characters. We have um, I'm trying to find his name because I'm looking at the book as we speak. Uh, Tommy. We have Tommy, who's the living fellow, and and the ghost. So tell us how this whole relationship came about. How did this whole thing happen? And and where are we going from here? Um. Well, the the original like seed of this story was, you know, wanting to kind of jump into the, the noir uh, genre, but of course, like I can't do like one thing at a time. So I had pictured like the classic um, detective in his office who is like approached by a mysterious young woman. She has a problem, and like, what's the problem? And uh, well he needs to solve a murder and like who got murdered and i i don't know the most interesting answer i could come up with was i did yeah and that sort of like 
that was the seed of the idea. And that was even before um, Kit and I started working together. Um, of course, it gets much more interesting if like the guy isn't actually a competent detective. So I, I switched that around and suddenly we have like, okay, a guy who's marooned in LA, he can see this ghost um, and they form a partnership that she will help him with her paranormal powers, uh, pose as a, um, a private detective and actually, you know, serve clients if uh, he will help her solve her own murder, which occurred back in the 1930s. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where it started. And, um, you know, I live in L.A. and there's a lot of ghost stories around and a lot of like shady, you know, entertainment um, industry stuff and i i don't know i just wanted to dive into all that oh, that's, that's um, interesting like sure, sure, like like what an example please i i that i find that really interesting uh the um the, the ghost story parts of it like that led to this story oh like, okay so yeah. so this yeah so this um yeah, that's kind of an interesting question because so we pitched after our initial uh uh, conversation with TKL, we pitched three short stories and they were each roughly based on like an urban legend in LA. Um, so they picked this one, which takes place um, at a, a venue that actually exists in LA um, that we could not name specifically because they are apparently very litigious. Um, but we did a, a, a rough sort of adaptation of that place. Um, Apparently, there was a ghost uh, bartender at this place that I had read, and it was considered, you know, part of like the charm of this place, this kind of old school place um, that was written into the script. Uh, and of course, you're probably oh, like looking at me weird. I can see there's no ghost bartender in the story because we cut that in the process of uh, working with TKO, but we kept the. Um, sort of the 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 jerk magician and the abuse that's going on with the assistants um and sort of the um i don't know the exploitation of of sort of like on not undocumented workers but like low-wage workers she was she was a runaway in the story yes yes yeah yeah. um so yeah um so that's where that came from it was kind of a twisty turny uh answer to your question but um so that was one of them. Um, God, I can't remember the other ones, but you know, uh, um, another one was the, uh, the mannequins at a uh, yeah. old department store. Yes, yeah. There's a uh, a department store where apparently uh, a little girl was pushed down an elevator shaft at one Yikes. point here in LA. We wanted to play off that one, um, and then another one was like a a crypto um, um, a cryptozoology one where you know there's our own version of Loch Ness in uh, in one of our reservoirs here in LA that we That's were cool. going to play with. So yeah, not the entertainment uh, in terms of the shady entertainment stuff that you know comes with our ghost character um, Eva, um, and I think that really sort of is kind of mirrored in the, the premise that they chose. It's not movies, uh, of course. It's it's magic and um, um, you know. The glitz and glam of, of that world <laughs> that kind of like cheesy world but um i think tko was sort of like they like the alignment of that um of the um the dark history of 
of of Ava as like uh, I'm sorry, Eva as a performer and like them saving a performer who's mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. endangered. No, I mean I think I I want to say that this is pretty perfect. Like it reads mm-hmm. really well, and like you said, I think the X Files kind of uh, Kolchak. I'm dating myself with the Kolchak reference here, but I think it's. <laughs> It's kind of perfect. Like, I really dig it. Like, I could see this being like a monster of the week kind of episodic book. Is that is that the direction we're going to do going forward? Does TSTKO kind of commit it to anything, you know, after this? Or is it just kind of wait and see? Um, they have not committed to anything after this, uh, but we would love to. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we haven't, yeah, they've been putting out a bunch of shorts over the last few months. I think they're on their third round of them. Um, and none of them have had sequels yet so far, but um, I don't know. We'll see. Okay. All right. Now, mm-hmm. now here's a question. This a little might be a little bit in the weeds, but did you guys keep the publishing rights to this? So if TKO says, we like the story. We're not going to go any further with that. Are you guys free to like kind of self-publish this or do it as like a Kickstarter down the road? Because I would love to read more of this. I think it's really good. Um, I think the terms are if TKO goes under, <laughs> we <laughs> we get the rights back. Okay. Um, I, I don't think we get them back um, like voluntarily. Okay. Um, but we are contractually attached to any other material that spins off from this that's cool one of of the reasons why we decided to sign with them so they can't make any any dame without us say so yeah it's Um, it's it's a really enjoyable little look at this world i think you guys knocked this thing out of the park yeah i think it's a fun it's a fun story like for what it is because like at first i was like what's going on here this guy's like these gray like uh, and i'll specifically speak to the letting the gray lettering at that i was like what is why is the and then i was like oh she's like a black and white movie star like that's what i would that's the vibe i was getting at first but then as it goes on you and as you read this you'll see i don't want to give too much away i want people to read it so like the lettering particularly lends to help you guys tell that kind of like really interesting story because it draws you in right away and you're like well why is the why is this lettering gray like my comics brain was like why is the lettering gray that's (laughs) so things like that were were things that kept me like turning pages uh so i was like oh well what what, why is this oh this is cool like so um is there any any way that that evolved did you guys toss the story back and forth or was it just rob's initial outline or how did that work uh we definitely had some back and forth about um the final form that the story would take uh mostly about smaller things about uh like dialogue and character direction and how things should be structured visually in the comic. Um, but also I want to shout out to our letterer, uh, Ariana Marr, who did a great job uh, yeah. with all of the lettering. Mm-hmm. Um, it was her idea to do the black and white lettering for Eva's speech bubbles uh, to contrast with everyone else's. She really knocked it out of the park. Um, and uh, yeah, Rob, you have always been very, um, like, uh, very oriented around uh, us having a back and forth conversation around how the script is going and how the art is going and wanted to be much more of a conversation rather than a, a, a dictating what I do, which I really appreciate. I think it um, has a much better creative energy than uh, a script writer kind of um, 
insisting on things being one way, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. So like one of the things I learned early on about like trying to pitch stuff is that like, not only do you want to find like dope artists, but like you need to find people who are, are going to be super committed to the project because it's such a long haul to, you know, pitch. And then if you're going to kickstart and, you know, production is another. So um, I always try to work, you know, kind of 50, 50 with um, whatever artist I'm working with, because like, I don't know, you have to share it, you have to share it or, you know, someone's going to drop out or lose interest or feel slighted or um, I'm a big believer in, in trying to um, keep those channels open and making sure that, you know, they, everyone feels ownership and everyone is like really, you know, pumped about, you know, the story that we're telling. Yeah, definitely. Okay. With, um, with projects where I feel directed more than a creative partner, uh, it's, it feels more like I'm working with a client rather than as a collaboration with a fellow artist, um, which makes what I'm making feel more like work and instead of, you know, a personal project that I actually care about, um, which is an important distinction as we all labor under capitalism. <laughs> 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 but it's 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 good on you, Rob, that you recognize that because that's something that Kevin and I have always kind of prided ourselves on. Like we're not it's not Kevin and I as the writers and the rest of them. It's like we're a, a creative team. Like we're making this book, this thing together, and we take input as a writer from from everyone involved. I mean, I love the idea that the letter it was the letterer's idea because when you know you know you're working with creative and people that are engaged when even the, and I don't mean this as a slight, but the letter is like, I got an idea. And you guys are open enough to go like, yeah, that's a really great idea. Let's do it. There are some writers or people who would go, nah, you're just the stupid letterer. Like just letter the book and be quiet. So it's nice to hear, you know, that, that, that vibe is kind of moving through the industry and through the creatives kind of coming up. It's good to see, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah the- I mean, oh, go ahead, Kate. All right. Uh, yeah, like the more I work on comics and on projects that have multiple people attached to them, um, the more it feels more like a theatrical production than, um, I don't know, writing a novel or drawing something on my own. Each person has a specific job, but all of it comes together and all of it bounces off of each other. And it really is a sum of its parts rather than just a collection of things all uh, piled on top of each other in order to make a whole. It, yeah, it doesn't work that way. Everything has to, all of the moving parts have to be working together and oiled together and it's a, a collective effort. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that completely. I agree, yeah. Kevin and I have always kind of looked at it. It's like almost like a, a TV writing room where like we're in there and like we have the 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 skeleton and we're adding parts as we go, but if someone else on the team goes, hey, what about this gag here? What about this part here? What about this? Oh, cool, that's a really great idea. And then we kind of go in that general direction because someone who's more involved in the project is going to be more involved in the project. If they just feel like an employee, then they're gonna be like, fuck this, I don't care about this stupid thing, so fuck them. But it's nice to see that you guys have kind of, uh, you guys have kind of working together on this. Is this going to be the last project you guys work on together, or are we going to see more of this uh, dynamic duo? I don't think it's going to be the last thing we work on. We've done a couple of things, a couple other uh, smaller projects together. Um, and I think 
uh, as we work together more and more, we kind of refine our process more and more. And I don't know, I think we can make some very interesting, weird stuff together. I think that's good because the, the two of you guys together with your great hair and kids, great mustache, you guys would make a great 70s cop duo with some weird shades. Yeah. Like Plot twist, we're just going to make comics about ourselves. Pilkatan and Mills, we're here to solve your case. Yeah, right? The guitar, like the... It'd be great. I believe it. Yeah, I can echo that sentiment. And I was so... You know, jazzed working with Kit on the pitch that we did uh, do a short comic that I included in a little self-published uh, anthology, a digital anthology that's on Comicsology now. Yes, um, nice. So we did another little horror. Uh, Plug it up. What's story. it called, Rob? What's it called? It's it's called the collection is called um, Sci-Fi Review 2020. Um, four stories, uh, mostly robot uh centric and um yeah kit and i did uh um uh, like a gothic sort of sci-fi story that sounds um, fun which i'm very very proud of um, what's that called what's the name of that story the story of that one uh is called the countess oh nice uh, so Addictive. yeah so um that's that's available as well um yeah i liked working um, on that uh on that piece a lot um yeah yeah, honestly, I use uh, a couple standalone panels from that comic in my portfolio, and people have been like, mm, what's this? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I definitely, um, yeah, you gave me some great material to bounce off of visually for that one. That's awesome. And if I want to pick up uh, Dame from the Dark, where can I get this thing? Like, how can I go about ordering this bad boy? Well, you can get it straight from the TKO website. That's... Um the i guess the easiest way to do it okay um, i am or i should say we are discovering that like more and more shops are starting to carry the shorts um because they do the graphic novels are pretty available in stores i see them um quite a bit um but i've only in the last couple of um the last month or two i've realized um people hitting me up on twitter and stuff and even around la um you know wanting to like drop off some comps because we got all these comps and we're not doing any shows so it's like do you guys want some free comics and you just sell them <laughs> and um <laughs> they're like oh actually we already have some of those in and i was just like oh i didn't even know that was occurring so like i don't know if you ask uh your local shop they might be familiar with uh these offerings or they might have them so um uh check there and uh it's also available digitally of course uh, okay. on comiXology all right i dig that and uh, tko did some really great stuff during the the pandemic if you bought stuff from their website you could name a comic shop that you go to and they would send a check like a portion of the proceeds of your book to the shop you went to to try to keep comic stores open during the pandemic which i thought was really cool i ordered quite a few tko books because of that so i thought it was really neat so that's cool they were, they were giving back so that's awesome yeah, I did the same thing. So. Well, that's cool, man. Well, I'm really excited for this book. I, I Hopefully we get to see more of it. Uh, I think it's really great. It's got a really great premise. It's It just looks fantastic. And it's it reads really well. You guys should be very proud of what you've done here, my mans. Thank you so much. Um, where can we find you guys on social media? 
Um, I am on Instagram at, at Kit Mills, K-I-T-M-I-L-L-S, or on Twitter at uh, Mitkills, M-I-T-K-I-L-L-S. <laughs> oh, I see what you did. A little spoonerism there. Yeah. And I'm on Twitter and only Twitter all the time at Rob Pilk, R-O-B-P-I-L-K. Of course you are. That's where you get these hot gigs. You just be sliding up in people's DMs, that's, son. That's what I'm like, doing. What's I up? Mean, <laughs> I, don't know. I, I don't know who I think I am. Uh, I, I It's really <laughs> retelling these stories. It's just mortifying. But um, uh, yeah, that's where I am. Um, Bob, yeah. it's, it's mortifying if it didn't work. If it works, <laughs> so that means you've got chutzpah. You've got... You got cojones. You just moxie. AMA, ask me anything. What'd you eat for lunch yesterday? How, what do you think of that new movie? Rob just slides up. How do I get books on your company? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, like I said, it was, it was timing. I don't think I even would have answered me if I was like the fourth question. I think I just slid in first and he was like, oh, people want to know. And I yeah. was that, that was that person. People want to know, baby. People want to know. So, well, thank you guys so much for coming on. We really, really appreciate it. Um, check out the book. Go get it. It's really great. What the hell was that? Somebody just died somewhere. I don't even. That wasn't at my house. So there's a ghost. There's it's haunted. <laughs> well, thank I'm you. Sorry, so- but your podcast is haunted now. <laughs> no! What our book has done to you. <laughs> well, I hope it's it's haunted with like a, a fun, loving '30s murdered movie star. I guess yeah. if. if- we should all be so lucky. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, Kit. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. Really Was Robin Kit here on Word Bros? There, Robin. Bro. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry, Kevin. You're good, man. I was trying to find the title of the book. Dame from the Dark. There it is. Dame from the Dark is out right now from TKO. Go to the TKO website and pick that thing up. We really enjoyed reading it. I thought it was really great. Uh, what a swell bunch of people. We really enjoyed having them on the podcast. And uh, yeah, that's that. So next week we'll be back with more wonderfulness. You can you'll you'll be able to tell what'll happen with our Kickstarter next episode because not this episode with robin kit but the next episode if kevin and i come on salty not wanting to talk to nobody it's because we didn't fund if we come on happy and excited it's because we did fund if we come on happy and real excited it's because we won the comics lottery and they made metal shark bro into like a movie or something yeah and and also you can also tell because um with with dust pirates like right now we don't know. It's up in the air. Welcome to Kickstarter. So if, if you're listening to this, there's no point. It's already ended. It's already, it's already ended. ended. Yeah, it's already over. So so we're already going to be salty or whatever next week, and or or sad or you know. So you can taste our salty sweet writer tears. Yeah, buddy, and they're always delicious. So yeah, man. So uh, you guys, thank you very much for listening. Thewordbros.com is our website. Check it out. Um, and we will be back next week with more stuff. And You're listening to the Word Bros Podcast, thewordbros.com.